You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Jake Austin. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks, and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Hi there. Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite well. well. Besides all the technical issues we've just had, yeah. which oh is a bit my of a nightmare. God. Even though I've been hosting a podcast for a bit, I still don't really know how any of this works. So no, I'm still no. figuring out all the basics. <laughs> yeah. You host a cool podcast called Pillow Talk, where it, you're yes. also talking about sex, right? That's right. It's a sex <gasps> uh, podcast. Mostly we talk about sex, porn, relationships, that sort of thing. No Amazing. way! A male talking about sex openly—it's like <laughs> it's like the new generation is here. We need this. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to be helping. Yeah, I mean, we actually find it really hard to get guys to come on the podcast to talk about sex because that's so. Yeah, yeah, just no one's open to it for some reason. Mm, not many, not many men are in the sex safe space. Which is what hopefully we're trying to change. If there are any blokes out there that want to get involved, please, we need you. There's a gap in the market. So please, Jake, tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm Jake Austin. I'm a Canadian blogger, I suppose. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm more of a writer and an editor, though lately I'm more of a house husband. Uh, (laughs) Taking on that role a lot lately so my wife can do a lot of work. And I get to sort of manage the household with our four kids and all this stuff. Uh, oh, but amazing. I'm, you have four kids as well. I do, wow. yeah. Four of them. Wow. Four of them, all under 10. It's a big handful. but Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's more than a handful. Yeah. Ah, that's like four full-time jobs. It kind of yeah. is, yeah. So I do mostly that. And on top of that, I am the co-host of Pillow Talk with Emma Austin, with amazing. my wife. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so awesome <laughs> having like a podcast with your wife where you can just talk about sex openly. Like we're all for that. That's the Yeah, dream. hopefully it helps the chemistry that we <laughs> know each other so well and get along yeah. so well. So yeah. yeah. And that's so cool that you're a house husband, you like look after all the kids <laughs> and whilst your independent female partner is off doing all the work, that's what we mm, like to hear. That's, that's some sexy shit. It's something like that, yeah. That's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck number one. The last fuck. Uh, the last fuck was quite recent. Uh, there's the That's perk of like. being married and locked down with my spouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my wife is really into uh, edging. And oh, I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm quite fond of it myself. It's it's a lot of fun to do. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how that last fuck started. Oh, pl- please uh, explain to anyone out there who doesn't oh, know what edging is. What sure. is edging? So the, I like to do it with manual sex, especially. Uh, so it's basically, I will, you know, pleasure my partner till she's mm-hmm. almost to the point of an orgasm. Not so early that it's just kind of building up there, but not so late that it's too late and she's already uh, about to come. Yeah. Uh, but just just enough to frustrate her. <laughs> just at <laughs> yeah. the right point where, 
removing the pleasure at that point, removing the stimulation frustrates her. Uh, and yeah. I'll do that several times in a row. Uh, and wow. what is really fun about it is that it really builds up her arousal. She just gets progressively hornier and hornier and hornier mm. uh, as I do it. So it's quite a fixture of how we have sex. Um, wow. And in that particular day, uh, I made her so aroused that um, she really wanted to do anal. Uh, oh, which wow. is something we do once a month, maybe. Yeah. So it, it was once a month's quite regularly. I was going to say quite regularly. Putting yeah. on the regs. <laughs> I, I can't take full credit for it. Uh, she did write an article quite recently about uh, tips for pleasurable anal or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe oh, it was. Nice. In, I think it was knocking around in her brain <laughs> for mm, a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then uh, we did that. Uh, she, we like to start with. Uh, position that's kind of uh, face down, ass up. That's easiest for her. Yeah, the lazy yeah. bitch. That well, I I can't call her that, but that's the, I think no, the lazy bitch. no 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 no. <laughs> that's how. Oh, yes, oh, absolutely. ass up. Yeah, because yeah. we have we have a sex position that we call the lazy bitch. Okay, yeah, no, I was not just... calling your that. No, of course, not calling your wife a lazy. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. Just fully yeah. insulting our guest. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. No, we 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 um we named a sex position the lazy yeah. bitch, which was one of Florence and I's favorite. Where it's literally mm. face down, ass down, and just being like fucked because mm. we just oh, okay. sit there like yeah. a wet fish doing nothing. Like um, oh, my, just in pleasure. My wife likes to call that prone bone. Prone oh, bone. Yeah. I like that. It's nice. <laughs> That's yeah. actually how we finished on that night. So we started with oh, nice. face down, ass up, because she finds it easier. But that's really hard on me, because I'm basically squatting for yeah. a really yeah. long time. And I don't know how porn stars do it. That's incredible physical control that I just yeah. don't have. I don't have the muscles for it. So after a no. while, I just kind of tap her out and say, like, I've got to, I, <laughs> I, I can't down. keep going, you know. <laughs> and then she lies down, and then we do what you call the lazy bitch, what she yeah. calls prone bone. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, and we usually finish that way. Uh, and that's how I, we finished that night. I actually feel like anal like that. I don't know yeah. how comfortable I would be with a ass up anal situation. Mm. Is it easy? Is it easier to? Because I feel like you'd be more like you'd be less relaxed. Yeah, in that it's position. Extremely difficult for me <laughs> in that mm. position because <laughs> uh, I've got to make sure Just I don't shaking. like go too fast or make any sudden movements. That's the hard yes. part. Uh, yeah, finds, you have all the control basically. Basically, yeah, to yeah. some extent. Uh, she finds it a lot more relaxing in that position. She finds it a lot mm. easier to sort of mm, bear down interesting. and it makes it easier to initially penetrate. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so that's that's why she prefers starting with that position. Yeah. So she likes ending with the prone bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Whatever position you're most relaxed in, that's when you need to have anal. <laughs> yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your... Oh, I, would, like- I would never dream of imposing a position. Oh I'm yeah, just, yeah. I was just gonna go with whatever she prefers. Yes. <laughs> do you have any like, like, how do you sort of work up to anal? Like in that situation mm-hmm. the other day, like yes. how how did it sort of go from what you were like foreplay to yeah. let's do anal sex, or were you doing vaginal sex and then it went to anal sex? No, we didn't do vaginal sex that time, but it is. Uh, in that case, it was a lot of edging and then anal fingering. Mm. Uh, usually yeah, there's the fingering finger. involved to get things started yeah. i personally like to eat ass but oh, yeah. that sort of then that sort of means that i can't go down on her after so that's i have to make a decision <laughs> and so a lot of times yeah. i decide not to 
just to keep my options open. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't isn't because of like uh, bacterial transfer and stuff? Yeah, she's very susceptible to UTIs, oh. and so I have to be very careful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not really you. You shouldn't really rim and then lick someone no, out. No, I mean, way. you can do what the fuck you like. Like, if your <laughs> vagina is okay with it and it doesn't end up getting mm. um, yeah. issues from it, then yeah, then then go for it. But like, it for a lot of people, it does cause issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's best to avoid it like just in case though because like the vagina issues are just not worth it i'm not gonna tell anyone that's in the moment (laughs) to avoid it like i mean i think like ass to mouth i mean like ass to vagina like i'm all down for that as long as you're both down for it because sometimes just doing it nasty is nice yeah i mean nasty is is nice like dirty sex is good Mm. but i don't think i would want to kiss someone after they rimmed me Mm. but then like what if you like came all over their face you know it's like i mean oh yeah no if they were eating me out and eating my vagina then yes i would kiss them afterwards all different juices react differently to different people you know i'm not a fan of saliva but i don't mind some shit like it's different for different people i've just realized like we we haven't spoken about anal sex in such a long time such a long time so thank you for yeah opening this door for us jake It's, it's one of my favorite topics i'm happy to talk about it yeah. <laughs> what are your like what are your best like anal tips like to go into oh, getting into anal i mean as the as the giver with anal i find that it's best to just kind of relinquish control uh i prefer starting in positions where she can do all of the work in a way not because i'm yeah, being like lazy but just so that she can, so often we like to start with uh, a kind of a sideways spooning Mm-hmm. position and that way she can just back up onto me and then i don't yeah. have to like it's up to her how fast it goes how much depth there is and things like that and then once yeah. we get started i can take over but i much prefer her to uh be the one to get things going because that way i don't have to do anything abrupt or weird or uncomfortable for her yeah because yeah, you, you kind of got no real clue what her anus is feeling at that time you just have to no. go on like body language and yeah. communication and yeah i think if you're doing anal it's you because uh, when I've done anal before, I was the one that had to do the movements and the thrusting because otherwise, if you do an accidental slip, it could ruin the whole thing. And yeah. you're like, yeah. ah, too much. No, oh, fuck God. this. And anal, anal like pains are like some of the worst. So bad. <laughs> have you have you had like bad anal experiences, or have they all been very, very pleasant? So I've only ever been the giver, so mm. they've never been that terrible for me. Um, yeah. But I've had. <laughs> Uh, until meeting my wife, I've had several attempts at anal that didn't really go anywhere. Just, you know, the, yeah. the kinds that end with, oh, this is just isn't working. Let's do something yeah. else. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that, but never anything successful before that. Yeah. So that's, I guess, as bad as it got, really. It was just yeah. uh, failed have you, attempts. Have you found your prostate? Do you mind me asking? No, I haven't. I'm not I'm not really uh, into anal play for myself. Fair it, enough. Much yeah. more of a, uh, I guess you could say a top in that respect. I'm much more yeah. into... Uh, yeah yeah penetrating not Ooh. being penetrated <laughs> since we've got a guy on the podcast like oh, okay. okay what does it what's the difference in the feeling between vaginal sex and anal sex that's a great question uh in some ways i think so you guys mentioned how dirty it is and i think that's part of the fun because mm-hmm, in some yeah. ways vaginal sex is better Mm. Uh, because it's soft and it's wet and there's all that those great fantastic sensations though and the the great thing about anal is it's tight and yeah. it's like sort really of tight. Uh, really tight yeah <laughs> and it can be quite warm and that's good too uh 
But I, I, I wouldn't say one's superior to the other. I think it just kind of depends. Mm. They both have their pros and cons, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a different sensation for sure. And it's really interesting when you're doing any kind of double penetration. So if mm. I'm uh, fucking her anally and I'm fingering her at the same time, then being able to feel my fingers against oh, them wow. and things like that, that's really tr- oh. like a, a really fascinating feeling. Yeah. That's oh, wow. I've never yeah. even thought about it. So you can feel your own dick inside her when you you're can. fingering her. And it in a weird sense. way, it's, sometimes yeah. it's like you're pleasuring yourself a little extra, too. <laughs> so yeah. It's, like it's a little bonus. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I always imagine vaginal was like, like squeezing continuously along the dick and there's constant pressure. But then anal yeah. is like really tight at the start and kind of like a big empty balloon in the, in the back. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say empty like balloon. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it, okay. <laughs> you're off. right that it, it's much tighter uh, at the beginning, but uh, it's, it's still fairly tight all the way through. Yeah, Not at all, like okay. a, a deflated balloon or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. I yeah. don't have a penis, so it's, I'm just imagining from like fingering yeah. myself. You know, I have a bit of a hard time with sensations too. I'm very, mm. uh, I have a very insensitive cock, uh, uh, and so do you know I why? don't. I I think it's a combination of things. Uh, I have phimosis, which means that my foreskin can't retract when I'm erect. I see, uh, yeah. which is something I'm working on, but that's been a situation my whole life. Yeah. And because of that, I, I might have given myself death grip pretty aggressively early on in my life. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm a and very and so I very I feel I don't feel a whole I mean, I feel great sensations down there, but I'm not mm-hmm. as sensitive as a lot of people are. People can seem to pick up temperatures better than I can or very, mm-hmm. like nuances that I don't always pick up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think. Maybe I'm not the best person to ask about the difference because of that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it's really uh, great to know, especially because yeah. a lot of men uh, th- don't feel comfortable talking about that. I, I did yeah. uh, want to ask if you could explain what death grip was. Oh, sure. Uh, basically, because of the, fam- I think it's because of the phimosis. I had a hard time getting a lot of stimulation through masturbation. Mm. So I came up with these really idiosyncratic, aggressive ways to get myself off. Uh, the first time like. I the first time I masturbated, it took about two hours for me to come, and that's <gasps> wow. just not sustainable. <laughs> so, no. The first way that I really figured out how to come re- uh, reliably was I would grip the shaft with one hand, and I would press the palm of my other hand against the head of my cock, and I'd move my cock back and forth so it was rubbing aggressively against the palm of my hand mm. yeah and that gave me enough stimulation to make me come within like 20 minutes or something like that still um, 20 minutes yeah and then eventually i sort of tried to work on that fix that now i can just kind of get off on the jerking motion but it mm-hmm. has to be tight hard firm aggressive and so because of that then it's hard for me to get off in other ways yeah so that's, the, that's the death grip part it's the basically without that specific kind of stimulation mm-hmm. i find it really difficult to ejaculate well, death grip can happen to so many different people uh, yeah. and so many different men, especially if they haven't been taught how to masturbate. So they see these porn films where they're literally wanking mm-hmm. off so hard and mm. end up a death grip is just basically where you grip yourself so hard or you give yourself mm-hmm. extreme amounts of pleasure. And then when it actually mm. comes to uh, like sex or having fun with somebody else, because it's not that tight, a vagina is yeah. not a death grip, you know? No. And then it is, it's hard to enjoy sex. It, it's hard to get off. Mm-hmm. I think I think so many men suffer from that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, though, because I have found that, you know, I've tried using my other hand and that mm-hmm. after a while could work. And so now I'm using every day I use a uh, flashlight 
Oh, um, yeah. And, amazing. Yeah. yeah, now I can come with that. So I'm making progress. Oh, cool. I still haven't come from actual intercourse, but yeah. the flashlight is the step in the right direction, I think. Yeah. Yeah, wow like the... thank you for like being so open about this as oh, well no thank problem. you it's like the reverse of vaginismus like with the dilating you know it is it's like you yeah. have to you have to widen your grip um uh-huh. you both have to widen widen we we'll have to loosen the grip, right? So, loosen, yeah. yeah. Loosen that's that's the what grip. I mean, yeah. Loosen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck two. The first fuck. Uh, the first time I had sex was with my first girlfriend. We were maybe two weeks into our relationship. She was older than I was and very experienced. Mm. Uh, and I was 15 and a naive virgin. So I, she was yeah. just sort of, I felt like she was showing me the ropes. So she kind of was. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. So the first time, I think she kind of enjoyed the fact that I was naive. She seemed to really think that was fun, that I just didn't know what I was doing. Oh, wow. <laughs> just I purely mean, innocent. I think that's kind of hot. Like, yeah, it was oh, my first time. virgin. I'll take well, yeah. your virginity. <laughs> And like I was just so excited, you know that that was yeah. a big factor for her, I think too. Um, yeah. So I don't actually I was too excited because I don't remember a lot of it because I think I was just floored and just like over the moon with what was happening that I didn't stop and enjoy all the details. I was just yeah. like, yeah, my mind was just racing, through. like, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do remember that I went down on her first, and. Ooh. So I was going down on her for a bit and then she reached down and spread her lips and said, it's better this way. And I thought, okay, there's still so much more to learn. Oh, wow. And then I thought like this, that was the moment that I thought this is the perk of being with an experienced lady. I'm Mm going to get all the insider info. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. And I I just, I was absolutely in love with going down on her. It was so much fun. I'd seen it in porn and stuff, but I was really excited to do it. But it just, once you actually do it, it, it was like, a paradigm shift i was just like this is much (laughs) much more fun than anything i've ever done in my entire life like fuck riding a bike fuck anything like that this is way better (laughs) (laughs) what was it about like going down on someone that you love so much well so i just think i really enjoy being that intimate with her um yeah i think just you know i at giving her pleasure that was really cool too i made her come which was not expected i kind of thought you know, guys don't make girls come the first time they're with them, you know? Yeah. Um, That's, but I mean, I, round of applause. Fuck. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> bravo. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I really enjoyed this, like, feeling of having this, like, ability to do that. This almost like this, this yeah. power to get somebody off was so new to me. Yeah. Um, And I didn't have a whole lot of, like, confidence and self-esteem at the time. And just knowing I could make someone come was at least at least I have some kind of value there. <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was just yeah. kind of uh, a really good sensation. Plus it's just like, it just felt good too. Like just tongue on pussy is a beautiful sensation on its own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it feels probably, fucking fantastic too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably the most intimate thing that we can do, right? Like face yeah, I, into vagina or face into genitals. I feel like it's like more intimate than sex itself. Yeah, yeah, because there's a weird way in which like your genitals are removed from you. Like you look down at them; they're kind of far away from your face, mm. <laughs> and so getting your mm-hmm. face in there feels, but it felt much more like close. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with the actual penetration? Uh, 
less than I thought would happen. <laughs> so <laughs> this was my first time discovering that I'm a delayed ejaculator. So we, oh, yeah. we had sex and I was kind of thinking like, okay, be careful not to blow your load too early. You know, that kind of thing it was, yeah. was on my mind. But that was not an issue. I was just not even, I felt like I barely got started and we were done. Mm. Like she came and it was over and I thought, okay, that's strange. I didn't come, but okay, yeah. maybe, maybe she's just faster than I am or something. Yeah, uh, and, but it was a little bewildering and confusing because I thought that's not how sex is supposed to happen. Guys, yeah, yeah. I've suppo- seen it different yeah. in the porn films. I don't I've, understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything that we've ever learned about sex was to do with a male ejaculation. Yeah. So like, yeah. obviously, if you didn't ejaculate, you were just it must have been really confusing at that age. That mm. and like the, the worry that you always get is that everybody says, like, you know, just make sure you don't come too early or like guys come prematurely and things like mm. that. Nobody mm-hmm. ever really talked about you might just not come or you might take two hours to come or something like yeah. that. That wasn't even in my purview. I didn't think that yeah. was a thing. That's I, never been discussed. I don't think yeah. I ever heard that until probably since mm-hmm. we started doing the podcast and Come Curious stuff. I probably yeah. hadn't really heard of like delayed ejaculation. I didn't experience it. Um, mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced it for sure. Yeah. Like my partner has, has, has gone through phases with delayed ejaculation or not being able to ejaculate mm. at all. And mm. it might not necessarily be physical, but it also can be very mental. It could be to do with stresses and yeah. and situations in their life. And he had no idea why, but it's, mm. it, it, it can, it's, I think it's, 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 it's just as common as premature ejaculation. Mm. Yeah, I think it's quite common. It's just, for whatever reason, there's no discourse on it. There's not much yeah. of a discourse yeah. on it. And there definitely wasn't when I was 15. I had, yeah. I was not privy to this <laughs> when I started having sex. Mm-hmm. I I was aware it took me a long time when I masturbated, but I kind of thought like, well, that's just masturbation. It's not as mm-hmm. good as sex. Once you get inside a woman, you're going to just, it'll be yeah. fine. You know? <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't fine. It, <laughs> it didn't end well. Yeah. Um, Did you manage to work through that with her or was it something that you guys just sort of like, you know, didn't really talk about? So that we didn't talk about it when it happened. Mm -hmm. And it it sort of I don't think we talked about it really at all for a while. And it Mm -hmm. came out passive aggressively eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sort of affected her self-esteem a little that I couldn't Mm -hmm. come. Um, Yeah. And then so there'd be times when like we'd be having sex or fooling around and she'd be like, well, I would give you a blowjob if it wasn't for the fact that you don't fucking finish. And then, you know, so that we get, and then it would turn into some kind of like fight. And then it would just, no. yeah. So that was my first sort of sense that like, okay. At first I thought, well, at least I can make her come and I can last forever. That should be good, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. after a while, I got my first sense that maybe women don't appreciate a guy who never finishes <laughs> like they, well, that that can be a struggle for them too yeah well i guess it's because we're every because everyone's taught that sex ends in ejacula- ejaculation yeah. like so when women don't see a guy ejaculate they th- they think oh no like i'm not good enough to make mm-hmm. them come or they don't think i'm attractive enough like and everyone just always gets into into their heads yeah. um which is the yeah. worst thing you can do in this situation because it just it just like extends and propels the fear and makes it harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do sympathize though, because I think if I was with a partner then I couldn't make them come, I think after a while I'd start to feel like, am I, am I doing something wrong? Am I kind yeah. of fucking up or yeah. at least at this point I have more of a history and I can say, Hey, it's not you. It's literally yeah. everybody I've been with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, well, it's, it, now, you know, yeah. Now you have the conversations with your partners, but like, obviously mm-hmm. at the beginning, like, 
because no one talks about it like how were you supposed to know that that was a totally normal thing to happen oh yeah it was a total surprise and now it works in your favor now you can edge a wife for as long as you fucking want i mean there are some pros for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) fuck three the best fuck this is a hard one to pick which i guess is a good problem to have um, yeah. Though, though I kind of worry. It's like you know how they say, if you can't pick out the asshole in the room, you're the asshole. I kind of worry that if I've <laughs> yeah. if I've always enjoyed sex, maybe I'm the one who's bad at it. Um, no, <laughs> no, no. I think if I have to pick the best one, it was probably uh, this time uh, with my wife last year. I want to say mm-hmm. probably sometime in the in the fall or winter. Yeah. And uh, we decided to just experiment with the lightest bondage possible uh Mm. she got a blindfold that was kind of like like a sleep mask that we used as a blindfold yeah yeah and some silicone handcuffs and the idea was that she'd try to blindfold me and see if that would do anything you know for her and it didn't uh it was (laughs) it it, me being blindfolded really sucked uh well like the blindfold was on me and i was like okay this is like regular sex but worse i can't see anything like i don't get to see her naked i I don't get to look at what's happening the visuals aren't there it's just you know it's like okay fine um she gave me a blowjob and that was great it was a fantastic blowjob but i just remember thinking like i wish i could see it yeah that would be better uh, so it didn't go so well. So I was like, okay, blindfolding is not for us. And so we decided to switch and she put on the blindfold. I put mm-hmm. the blindfold on her and it was an immediate tonal change. Everything really? was absolutely different. I put the blindfold on her and I put handcuffs on her wrists. And I forget what I said, but I said something that she said kind of just sent her. I said Ooh. something like, okay, you don't need to worry about a thing. I'm in charge now or something oh! like that. and and she went into this is her first time i think or the first time with me or first time i know she went into subspace she just experienced this huge euphoria from giving control over to me and being blindfolded and stuff and that was intense for me too because i remember seeing that effect on her and thinking holy fuck look at this effect that this is having on on her and that's such a a huge turn on and uh this was like I I'm gonna date that as the moment that I'm aware that I'm like okay, I might need kink like this might need dom- <laughs> domination bondage this might have to be a part of my life at this point. Yeah, and I, I just felt absolutely in the zone, and she submitted to me the whole time very perfectly, and it just everything was so fluid and amazing, and I just felt great. I felt yeah. it was you know the sex was great of course so we did a lot of. Uh, edging and I went down on her and did penetrative sex all that stuff was great 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 but I think it's the psychological part of it that was really really exciting just Just being totally in control yeah feeling for the first time I think in my life that like I've got this complete control and she is completely submitting to me yeah felt incredibly amazing yeah Uh, I was never I've never been that focused in my life I think (laughs) yes because you have to be you have to be so focused when you're being the dominant in the situation like you really need like your head screwed on to um think about like what you're gonna do next like because this person's just like they're waiting yeah (laughs) there's so much of a creative element right because you have to think i'm in charge of what happens next or Mm -hmm. at the very least i have to decide what to propose next i have to say let's try this let's try that 
mm-hmm. and that's kind of a lot of mental energy. So I can't check out yeah. at all. I have to be very much in the moment to, for it yeah. to happen. And the dirty talk too is hard when you're kind of not fully concentrated. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is really hard when you're like in that pleasure zone and you're trying to dirty yeah. talk and <laughs> it the can words be. just it can just, be a little bit just can't yeah. come. Or um, when you're doing something complicated, like involving like six or seven fingers and maybe your tongue, and then you're thinking like, okay, so I gotta also keep wait, the coordination. Six or seven finger? How? You know, in different orifices and and the clit. You know, like. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. That I could be fingering her ass and her pussy and rubbing her clit or something, and then thinking, oh, I should say something dirty, but I also can't lose this rhythm I've got going <laughs> yeah. with both hands. So that yeah. that can be a little challenging. It takes a bit of mental energy, but yeah, oh, definitely, it's a lot of fun. So it's totally worth it. The the did the dirty talk like come naturally to you? Was that something or you already incorporated no. into your relationship? <laughs> it 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 does and it doesn't. So I think at this yeah. point, I just enjoy dirty talk and it just comes to me it's just i i just like to see what's happening commenting on it and saying what mm-hmm. i want to see mm-hmm. saying what i like you know it just it just it just flows out of me but it's new um yeah. i think for the this longest time i had this idea that so i kind of thought okay women would love a guy who doesn't come i was wrong about that <laughs> and i thought women <laughs> hate a guy who makes sound during sex like they like a guy to be quiet and i was wrong about that too yeah uh, wrong. <laughs> so for years and years i was just like okay i have the urge to say something dirty or i have the urge to like moan but i should suppress that right because yeah. no, no so you shouldn't right yeah i think it's a combination not. i thought about this a lot i think it's a combination of whenever you see like i don't know like uh somebody having terrible sex in a movie or something yeah. the guy's always ridiculously loud and making all these crazy sounds and yeeping and mm. whatever and i thought yeah. okay that's the only depiction of a guy being loud during sex that i ever see is like they're mocking yeah. him uh and in porn usually the guys are pretty silent because i think the idea my guess is the idea is that people are there to watch the girl have some fun so my message was yeah. like okay guys mm-hmm. guys who are great at sex they keep it quiet <laughs> Which is really misguided. Yeah. Um, That's so it, misguided. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame because it's so nice hearing men yeah. talk and moan and get excited. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, we can all do weird moans. Like things can go a little <laughs> bit out of control. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I remember that. saying that to my partner being like, you know, it's totally cool if you want to moan or if you want to say something. I, I enjoy that. I actively enjoy knowing that I'm doing something right. Um, and so it really just giving them that reassurance really helps them come out of their shell. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I think uh, the last sexual partner that I had was kind of probably one of the first partners that has, like, really sort of shown that they are, like, receiving pleasure and, like, yeah. actually yes. just kind of, like, letting go and, like, just making the noises, making the faces. And, like, mm-hmm. at first I was, like, a little bit taken aback. I was like, oh, wow, like... Is he, is are you he okay all, is he all right like his, <laughs> his eyes are rolling backwards like what like this is a bit odd but like and then i just started really getting into it because i knew yeah. that if i like did like one little thing his eyes would roll back and he'd like facial expression would change and i'd be like wow i did that and it just yeah. made me so much more excited about what i was doing and made me want to pleasure him even more mm-hmm. that's amazing so yeah game changer it's a fantastic compliment to get that kind of reaction from somebody. Yeah. That's what took me a long time to realize is that I love hearing it. I love feeling like yeah. I did that. You know, why wouldn't I give that to somebody else? This is a...
This is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like... Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I can't do this. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand, with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you know I need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey, <laughs> meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage and also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk I know this is completely not relevant but <laughs> I'm really intrigued no it's all relevant Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex like dirty talking I've been doing a squirting course <gasps> oh wow so in all spirit of masturbation, May, we're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, May, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation. Which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more? The technique thing has been blowing my mind, like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like not going straight into G-spot stimulation, she's explaining everything that you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. Yes. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code, Come Curious. That's C-O-M-E. 
curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and they have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised Beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. My worst time having sex was again related to delayed ejaculation. Um, okay. I I knew this girl. She was a uh, she was my friend's girlfriend, but she had this like crush on me that was very open and acknowledged. Oh. And after they broke up, after a while, we sort of hung out and we were talking, and she was kind of hitting on me, and yeah. I knew it was gonna take a kind of direction, so I gave her the warning of like. I don't actually come during sex. That's not a thing with me. And she got really sort of uh, confident <laughs> and said, oh, I can make you come. Oh, God. And I said, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, I don't think you can, though, because no one has. And a lot of people have tried for extended periods of time. And it's mm. okay. It's just, it's just my body. It's not anything else. But she was insisting. She's like, I've got my ways. I've got tricks. I've heard um, this story so many times, but like yeah. gender reverse. Oh. <laughs> and so it, we fooled around eventually and she gave me a blowjob, which was fine. But her trick was to rub my perineum the whole time. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That was her move. Uh, and she was sure that that would work, but it just felt really uncomfortable. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't do it for me at uh, all. And I was just kind of like, you know, it was enjoyable. I tr I didn't want to say anything. So it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is great. Sure. Uh, the blowjob was fine, but just this, like, sense that she was trying really, really hard uh, at pressure. something that didn't work <laughs> felt really, so I kind of felt bad. So at some point I was yeah. just like, okay, let's move on to other stuff. And then uh, she was supposed to stay the night, but as soon as I left the room for a moment she grabbed her stuff and left and she made some <gasps> excuse and she was it was just really she was seemed really upset that she couldn't make me come oh, oh so that was yeah taking it to heart man uh-huh yeah that's mm. exactly but, like, it you told her yeah. i i mean i try to be upfront because i know that's a weird situation mm. to be in um, i think it's hard as well when you think that you're like because <laughs> obviously something worked for a previous partner and she was like that's if probably I do the this, case yeah it's gonna probably... drive him crazy Mm -hmm. she must have blown someone's mind with it yeah but it just it did not do anything yeah. for me at all it was just uncomfortable it's, yeah yeah well that's why everyone has to remember that everyone is completely different and everyone oh, yeah. gets off on different things and that's why you also have to like communicate through things yeah and because, ask mm, you yeah. felt like that do you want yeah. your balls being touched mm -hmm. do you enjoy it when i rub your perineum you know <laughs> which bit is the perineum again i'm like being really it's dumb like the over gooch. here it's like yeah behind the balls basically oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i thought yeah. Yeah. 
Apparently yeah, that's a magic spot, but I just... I think yeah. it is. For a lot of people it is. Because it, it's it also is. like, it's near the bum hole, but not too near the bum hole. Mm. And um, I think we, we used that in our porno, Florence, where it was like, press the perineum. And yes, yeah, we cause, did. Because that can really set a lot of guys off because it's a mm. very sensitive spot. But it's not for everyone. It's like some men don't like having their balls being touched because yeah. they're overly sensitive. Mm. You know, you just have to ask and, and be clear. And it just, Absolutely. What, what did it feel like? It just felt like a bit uncomfortable. Did it feel painful or? It wasn't painful. It was just kind of like, it It would be the equivalent of, I think, if somebody rubbed really hard on my knee. It was just oh, firm yeah, no. and a lot yeah. of pressure. And it just didn't feel like anything special. It yeah, just that just feels weird. like it's de- detracting from the pleasure <laughs> yeah. of the blowjob. Yeah, it kind of distracted me a lot too. But yeah, I, yeah. We we all do weird things like that, right? When we're young, we're immature. We don't really know how to communicate. We don't really yeah. know like how to talk about sex and be like, mm-hmm. oh hey, like w- w- what can I do to help you come? Like what do you like? And instead, we just feel yeah. so like like almost attacked and hurt for it, which yeah. is so wrong. If someone if someone doesn't enjoy something during sex, it's not ever an attack. It's it's almost like um you know they're just trying to teach you a better way. Mm. Yeah. And and you felt like obliged to just go through with it and not say yeah. anything. Yeah, I I even in the moment thought, do I fake an orgasm? Oh no. And slash can I get away with faking an orgasm without coming? I really yeah. kind of thought like do I just kind of pull out and I'm like, "Oh god, yeah, that's yeah. great." <laughs> yeah. See, that's what but women I, do all the time. Yeah. yeah Cuz we oh, yeah. can get away with it, which is unfortunate. Yes. So away with it. <laughs> F- uh. Faking an orgasm is never good. We, we no, do not no, condone faking orgasms because then it, it gives that person the idea that everything went well when mm. really you just got to be like, hey, that just doesn't work for me. But also like, I think there's something um, with going in there when someone tells you something about their body, like don't mm-hmm. just think that you're going to cure them. Yeah, you'll be the one to fix that or whatever. So yeah. many people do that and then they don't realise that they're actually, by saying that they are going to do it for you, they're putting more pressure on you, which then makes it harder for you to actually have a good time yeah i've definitely yeah. been there before mm-hmm. i'm like oh yeah i find it I, I don't really squirt i find it really hard to squirt and they're there for ages yeah. trying to make yeah. you squirt and then you're just like ow like that actually <laughs> it's just that's not very comfortable yeah because everything's everyone like everyone wants to be that person that mm-hmm. made it happen yeah mm-hmm. like i yeah. i climbed that mountain <laughs> the, e- yeah. the ego Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. The fuck that made me is difficult to pin pin down to, but I think I'm going to go with uh, one where I didn't realize at the time that I was sort of into domination and submission, but it was my first inkling that I might be. Yeah. Um, I, so I had this girlfriend. It was a long-term relationship. We've been together a year. And she was, looking back, I can tell she was extremely submissive. She was really mm. into that. Uh, she was really into cock worship and things like that. I just oh, didn't nice. have the language for it at the time. I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah. she, likes, she likes giving head or whatever. <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was like, you know, these long extended, like hour-long sessions of basically cock worship. And mm. I was just really into that but yeah what i also discovered i was really into that surprise that, that wasn't that surprising i thought you know that's pretty normal somebody loves up on your dick for an hour you're supposed to enjoy <laughs> it that's typical uh but the other thing is that she was really kind of shy and repressed i want to say she had a really like a religious upbringing kind of thing oh. uh and there were little workarounds 
that made her a little more comfortable with doing certain things. Like mm. one of them was, uh, I forget how this started. I think one of us made a joke about something involving her being asleep and me touching her while she's asleep or something. And it mm. turned into her pretending to be unconscious. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's a huge sex. fetish. That's like non-consensual, yeah. consensual, like sleepy stuff is oh, it's so hot. Yeah. So I think I threw like a pillow on her face as a joke. And then when I took it off, she was there. She was at, she's pretending to be completely unconscious. And I was like, okay, this is surprisingly hot and fun. So I started undressing her and touching her and, you know, doing all that stuff and playing around with her body. And the moment I realized that something was completely different for me is when I got to her mouth, I opened her mouth, I put my dick in it and I kind of face fucked her a little bit and then she came to life and she gave me head and I thought I wish she hadn't done that (laughs) it was I was so enjoying this like this like play that we were doing where she was you know pretending to be completely and I think that was the first moment that I thought okay there's something weird about me I'm not I'm not supposed to be disappointed by a blowjob I'm not supposed to prefer somebody who's so passive (laughs) yeah I didn't want you to do this. I wanted you dead, bitch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it stayed with me for so long because I was like, am I a weirdo? Am I a pervert? Am I a creep? Like, what's wrong with me that I would prefer that? And I think now I'm looking back, I think it was just the most, at the time, it was the most, uh, the closest I came to like a really dominant, submissive dynamic where I felt like, okay, I'm I'm completely in charge. It's all up to me. She is she's doing whatever I want her to do. It felt amazing. But Mm. at the time, I just thought this is really weird, but I'm really into it. Yeah, Yeah. it's like like a living sex doll fetish. It's almost like you can move her. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many subcategories of kinks and fetishes into like sleeping and yeah living living mm-hmm. dolls and i mean we can even go as far as to play as like um far as to say oh fuck what's it called not narcolepsy necrophiliaism where it's like faking and playing mm. and and i i mean yes of course real fucking a dead person is very very <laughs> illegal and would not recommend very that for wrong. anyone yeah. but mm. i believe that doing consensual role play i think it's absolutely fine and fun oh, of course yeah. yeah i think that that moment when you discover what one of your kinks is is mm-hmm. just it is it is a game changer oh, because yeah. you're suddenly just like hmm what is this strange thing that really gets me off but what yeah. makes it more fun and more of a turn on is that it's not of the norm Mm. and yeah, you feel I mean, kind of like a little bit of guilt but like that even <laughs> makes you more turned on yeah there's also the fact that that really highlighted it for me right like i yeah. didn't realize how much i enjoyed a submissive woman until that moment because mm. like i said there was a lot of cock worship but i thought that's just supposed to feel good that's just normal yeah. it took something out of the ordinary to make me realize there's more to it than just i like her mouth on my cock or i like yeah. her touching me you know it's more than that. It, it's the dynamic that we're creating that's really, really arousing for me. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. so beautiful. It does sound really beautiful. And I, mm. like, it's turning me on. And I I it's turning me on. I'm so, like, I'm like, I want to be asleep and be face fucked. Oh, I, I wish I had had this conversation at 17 because at the time I just felt like a real creep. <laughs> <laughs> and now somebody's telling me it's beautiful. This this should be a conversation that we all have, like, at a younger age. The, the ages that we are starting to discover our sexual kinks and and like that is going to be from like quite a young age because mm-hmm. the the shame and guilt that some people feel for their kinks and fetishes 
is it's it lives with them for a while as well until they figure out what it is and it can ruin their sex lives and how they masturbate and when they're Mm -hmm. with another person and it's just it's all so normal it's so normal to be into something that is abnormal and something that we Mm. don't talk about i mean like do you think about like feet for example how that was really weird for so long and now all of a sudden it's in the media it's in music videos it's in films it's it's everywhere and it's just because like it's it's not like suddenly more people are into feet it's just like suddenly people talk about it more Mm -hmm. for fuck's sake so this week's sex question is kind of a question and a story rolled into one it all started a couple of months ago when i had a panic attack whilst whilst sexting my current partner He was so understanding and great about it, but I wasn't sure what triggered it. Then I saw a post on Instagram a few weeks later about someone describing their experience of sexual abuse, and it reminded me of my first serious but quite toxic relationship. We were together from ages 15 to 17. Sexually, we moved very slowly because every time we tried something, I'd feel guilty. In brackets, it says church fucked me up. we we would always talk about the things that we were doing afterwards but i often felt my boundaries weren't respected for example i distinctly remember telling him that i wasn't ready to see for him to see my boobs yet and we agreed we wouldn't do that then a week later he had me lying on his lap holding my top and bra up so that he could stare at them I know this really isn't a big deal, but at the time I felt so shell-shocked and I didn't feel able to tell him to stop. The worst part was afterwards we spoke about it and I lied and said it was okay because I was confused about why it happened and I was scared to have that conversation. He said to me that he was worried because I'd looked really scared while it was happening. I don't understand how he saw that and chose to carry on. Mm. But then I don't know. But then I know I didn't tell him to stop either. Our relationship carried on like this for a while, gradually escalating to more sexual stuff. Some of what which I was completely comfortable with. And then the other situations where I had said I wasn't ready for something. And then he'd start doing it to me a week later without any further conversation. Fucking hell. The stuff we were doing wasn't so serious, but I started to feel quite insignificant and small as I clearly wasn't being listened to. Then once we'd just tried to have sex for the first time, but couldn't because the condoms didn't fit properly. It was a pretty long and exhausting process. So I was was trying to nap while he cleared up. He got back into bed and I was as far away on the bed as I could be. And I was lying face down, my body pointing away from him and my legs together. My memory gets a bit blurry from there, but I think he said my name a few times and I didn't respond. Next thing I know, he was fingering me and grinding on me. Oh my fucking God. I really didn't want him to, but I was scared to say something because we were in a very bad place by this point and I knew it would cause an argument later. He just kept going for ages whilst I lay there stiff, stiff as a board. And then I did something completely stupid. I opened my legs and pretended to come because it seemed the easiest way to get him to stop without us fighting. I don't really know how to feel about what's happened. I definitely didn't want it, but I didn't actually say no. He might have assumed I was still horny as we didn't end up having sex. And as I did pretend to come, I can see I did give off mixed messages in the end. 
At the same time, I don't understand how my body language and lack of response could in any way have indicated that I wanted it. And as there were so many moments in the relationship before that I felt pushed sexually, I'm struggling to believe it was a case of miscommunication. It confused me ever since, but as it wasn't a super big deal and we broke up soon after. I just tried to ignore it for a couple of years, but now the panic, panic attack and the post I saw has brought it back. I'm just very confused right now and I don't want to talk about this with my loved ones until I have the clarity to know if these things were something serious or just a misunderstanding. I don't want to seem like I'm trying to drag his name through the mud or if I'm like I'm overreacting. At the same time, I don't want to lie to myself that it was all okay if it wasn't. Sorry for the long message. I just had no idea where else to go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, baby yeah. girl. that's She's unpacking a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you're dealing with it in the way that most people would deal with something like this it's a lot of confusion a lot of Mm -hmm. hurt a lot of like potential nice memories that have turned sour um and i think you're right you don't know how to pursue it because you don't want to end up pointing the finger and being like you did this you did that when it just it sounds like he was so young and so inexperienced and just had no idea what he was fucking doing and couldn't read you properly um i would disagree with saying that like completely (laughs) i would say i don't think there was any point um where he was bad at reading the communication i think he outright saw what was happening and decided to go against it like she her body language was saying no all over um i know that there is obviously the thing about education and not being taught about consent but like he even said you looked scared and he continued to do it anyway he he obviously went past all her boundaries they had open communication and spoke about all these things that she wasn't comfortable with doing yet and yet a week later he did it anyway he sexually assaulted her a number of times and that's there's there's no confusion there she was sexually assaulted and it's really quite horrific because she feels bad for him and like she's going to drag him through the mud when um she shouldn't because he was I completely, completely wrong in all his behaviour in that relationship. Yeah, I don't agree with it. And it is sexual assault, but it's whether or not it's it's something that she wants to focus in on or something that she wants to work through. Mm. You know, like I feel like there have been so many times where I've, I've thought of a, a great sexual experience and now I've been told that it was sexual assault. It's really ruined it for me when it was something mm. that I could have just had in a nice memory but that doesn't mean to say that it's not a se- like a sexual assault. Mm. And if she does want to sort it out, especially if it's coming up now to affect her present, I mm. think that's when it needs to be addressed and you need to yeah, speak to a professional and talk to mm. people about it. Because if it's something in the past that's causing issues in your present, then th- then there is something going on there that needs to be unpacked. Yeah, 100%. There's also the way that she kind of felt about it. It, it sort of points to the way we discuss consent a lot which is just yeah. kind of like no means no it boils down to that but mm-hmm. she seems it seems like she's a little confused by her feelings because she kind of feels like she didn't say yes yeah. yeah and so in that respect she didn't consent but because she didn't say no she's part of her feels like she might have consented you know yeah uh and it's it's sort of like we have a lot of conversations about uh 
consent where it just boils down to you have to make sure no one's saying no as opposed to making sure that the person you're doing something to really wants it or it's actually saying yes or is mm. or that it's okay to just check in and say like hey are you okay with this yeah i i agree like if you want to be sure it's it's got to be an enthusiastic yes and you have to check in yeah. and it's not just your responsibility as somebody just to say yes or no that you like that but also if you're mm. with someone you need to understand the situation even if they're sitting there looking like they're having the best time it's always so important to check in yeah but the, it wasn't anything on you for not saying no like don't no, feel definitely please not. don't feel bad about not speaking out because your body spoke out and he didn't listen mm. he didn't see it he he decided to go against it um never feel bad for not saying no i know that i have been in situations in the past it's like a deer in the headlight situation where you just feel like Sometimes as as the female in the situation or anyone in the situation, if you, you don't know what's going to happen, if you do say something um, and you almost just it's a protection thing, you're like, well, it might be your body sort of saying it might be safer if I just go along with this, mm -hmm. because obviously sex is quite an animalistic thing. So I think it's quite um, I think it's probably quite a natural reaction to sort of just retreat into ourselves and be like let's just get this over and done with and then i'll be safe yeah am, am i misremembering too was there something at the beginning there was something at the beginning i believe about her feeling sexually triggered by yeah uh, with her, par her current partner mm, yeah yeah like in a and sex, that can be really yeah. difficult uh because i i think there's a lot of times where you feel like you're bringing baggage into your relationship if you were being triggered by something and that can be kind of mm. hard to manage uh, yeah. it sort of feels like you're imposing it on your new partner, right? But yeah. I think it's just kind of, it helps to really acknowledge that everybody's got a past. Everybody comes from something. Everything, you know, yeah. everything you enjoy sexually probably has a history and everything you can't stand sexually probably has a history. So it's, you know, it's fine to bring that into whatever partnership you have now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I think thank it's you. important and and healing, you know, mm. speaking speaking yeah. to this person and saying, "Hey, I, I don't I don't quite understand the situation yet, but I think there was some sexual assault when I was younger." Like, mm -hmm. and mm. and try and talk to it about about the situation with them and and let them help you deal with the process together and work through it together. So at least you know they know where you're coming from and understanding why because if you keep saying oh no i don't like this but they don't understand why they mm. it might not you know they might not be able to compute in their mind so clearly yeah. i mean that's why total transparency but this is this is your trauma and this is something that you're working through so you you feel you talk to people when you feel comfortable to to do so like when yeah. you're you know me mentally ready because it can be triggering and it can be really hard to talk about Mm. I think um, like I would definitely try and seek out some sort of advice there are so many helplines for sexual abuse um, we actually put a video up on our YouTube channel about um, consent and rape and we put in the description below like a lot of links um, to helplines and places that you can talk to you don't necessarily have to go straight to a therapist you could be on the phone to someone straight away mm -hmm. and they will talk through um, the abuse with you and I think it's like obviously a really important conversation to have and it just proves how important it is to have these conversations about consent at school at a young age so that when we are 15 to 17 we know mm -hmm. like like when to stop and we know that when someone says that they're not into something we don't force them to do it 
and we can read body language better yeah their sex education failed them like and it feels so many people as well oh, just just every single being, day just being able to feel confident and co- uncomfortable to say like hey i'm not into that i don't really like that that mm. just just helps you so much in your sex life and not even just your sex life it's yeah. sex life in in all aspects of your life well unfortunately it's time for us to fuck off <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Jake, so much for being on this podcast. It was such a pleasure having you. Oh, it's yeah, my pleasure. This was so much beautiful. fun. Yeah, thank you so much for for <laughs> divulging everything and being so open and honest with us, um, especially about sensitive subjects. So thank you. And please send send so much love to your wife and your four lovely children. I'm assuming they're lovely. <laughs> most of the, most I don't of the know time. If lovely. Most of the time. Most of the yeah. time. <laughs> um, so where can our curious fuckers find you? Uh, I'm my only social media is Twitter. I'm Mr. J Austin on Twitter, but I'm also mm-hmm. the co-host of Pillow Talk with Emma Austin. Uh, the full name's important because it turns out there's a lot of podcasts with that name, Pillow Talk. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but Pillow Talk with Emma Austin. It's me and my wife having the kind of conversation that we have after sex. So basically, ah. we just decided it'd be fun to record them and see what would happen. Uh, yeah. So we talk about sex, relationships, pornography, that kind of thing. Sounds that's so good. Cool. I think that's yeah. so important to sort of normalise those conversations between partners as well. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. So anyone, if you have a sex question or a sex story, please email them in at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. Mm, and put it in the subject as well, the subject heading, whether it's a question or a sex story, that would be really helpful. As well as you can check us out on our social media, Come Curious on Instagram and Twitter and our personals, which is Read Amber X and Florence Barg. Yeehaw. And I don't know if that. <laughs> you said that Yeehaw. so like... Yeehaw. So Yeehaw. I was going to say, give us a rating and a review and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Mm. And thank you, Curious Fuckers, for being here. And we will, you will hear us next week. Share this round. Share the links, guys. We love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and along with Tracy Cox, who is an international sex expert and author of 17 books, I co-host the podcast Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy, and it's S-E-X-T-O-K. And the reason we have it as Sex Talk is because we happen to be viral TikTok (laughs) stars at the moment with some of our videos getting over 1.1 million views. So listen to us. I am totally shy and squeamish. She is super open, British, and hilarious. Listen to us each week as Tracy answers three anonymously sourced questions about all the things you talk to your girlfriends about. Listen on Acast or wherever you get your podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Acast, 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 Acast recommends. recommends.